What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Take a 20. This one is going to be very, very special to me. Um, For people who know me personally, they know, like, my dad was definitely involved in my life, but um, was, he worked a lot, so it was very, um, so much, he, he just needed to get a lot of rest, that's that's really it. Um, so I didn't get an opportunity to hang out with my dad the way that um, some people did when they uh, grow up in a two-parent household. It was just he he was always working. So I was really raised by my mom, my grandmother, and my aunt. So my respect for women is um, extremely high in what they go through and the things that they don't talk about. So... There's a a certain player that I I learned about um, quite recently, actually, and her story just was very um, awe-inspiring to me and just feel like a lot more people should know about her story. Um, I remember one of my first podcast episodes, I suggested that everybody go out and watch that short documentary. It's only 20 minutes, but... With that being said, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to spend one episode talking about her and just give you guys a little bit, um, kind of a lot of what she's done throughout her career. And uh, that player is Lucia Harris. She actually was the first and only woman to be drafted by a, a men's national basketball team. Uh, so let me just start from the beginning um, by giving a breakdown of what she did uh, points-wise, rebounds-wise. Um, over her basketball career, she actually scored 2,981 points and grabbed 1,662 rebounds. This is just a career over her high school career as well as her Olympic career because at that time, there was no WNBA, so once she graduated from college, that was the end of her, her career. Uh, though, while she was in college, she won three straight AIAW national championships, which was the women's equivalent to NCAA. They didn't have that um, at that time for the women. But she won three national championships straight with Delta State, her alma mater, and was a member of the first ever women's national team for the Olympics where they actually won the uh, silver medal in 1976. She also goes down in history in terms of Olympic history, basketball history, just history in general, because she was the first athlete to actually score a point in that time. Um, The first match of the Olympic games in 1976 for the women's basketball team, and that was the first Olympics that they actually had women's basketball. She, they, the U.S. was playing Japan. The first shot that went up was from Japan, but they actually missed the shot. They come back down, and Lucia Harris um, was able to score the first basket. So forever in history, she's known as the first woman to score an Olympic basket. Uh, shortly after that, she was selected uh, by the then New Orleans Jazz 
with the 137th pick in the seventh round. Back then, the rounds were a lot longer. You had way more picks. Um, but she was selected 137th by the New Orleans or New Orleans Jazz in 1977. Though she didn't feel like she possessed the athleticism or skills to compete alongside the men or in really against the men um, athletes of the NBA, and she ultimately declined to go be a member of the team. Though looking back at that that era and how good she was, I'm sure that she would have been no slouch in the NBA if she had decided to go. Um, though she ultimately became a head coach um, of the basketball team of her old high school, Amanda Elsey, and uh, settled down and had a family. She ended up having two or four kids, two girls, two boys. They all have experienced great academic success. Uh, one's a lawyer. Two of her daughters have doctorates. Uh, another one of her sons has a master's. So she she definitely has a, a legacy behind her. Um, and then she was further immortalized by being inducted to the Naismith Hall of Fame in 1992, actually being one of the only female athletes to receive that honor at that time, along with Nara White. Um, and then also during the induction ceremony, she was escorted by her favorite player, Oscar Robinson, to the podium to give her speech. Her story is one that has really amazed me and and blown me away, quite honestly, just to see what she had gone through because she grew up in an all-black neighborhood. Uh, she decided to go to an HBCU, like what was considered an HBCU back then. And though she really wanted to go to this school, they didn't have a basketball program. So she decided to go to Delta State. Now, with Delta State, she was the only black athlete um, a part of the team. So it definitely was an adjustment period for her, um, especially during that time. You know, it's you're dealing with racism. It's it's a very tumultuous time, but she excelled, won the people over not only with her personality, but also her basketball skills of just being a complete dominant player. Um, it's really funny because in that short documentary, like I, again, I say it's only 22 minutes long. It's definitely worth watching, but she mentions about how she ended up scoring 40 points in one game and (laughs) the opposing team hadn't even scored 40 points. So her talents, were were really really up there um for her like for me to just now be finding out about her is is pretty wild to me especially how much i appreciate the WNBA and the history of the WNBA and the history of basketball in general to just be finding out about her now is 
is honestly quite quite amazing. I I love hearing her story. I've watched the doc short documentary about 10, 15 different times now. Um, it's just a, a very inspirational story. Um, really, it's like I said so many times before in this it's going to be a short episode, but in this episode, um, just go and watch, watch it because it's, it's just so, so amazing what she was able to do and how, how much I'm sure her impact of the game inspired the younger generation to continue to pursue being basketball players it's it's really really great story um i will be posting about the new pod being up on um on my instagram so with that being said i actually will include the link to um to this interview just so it's easily accessible and you know like I said it's just 22 minutes of your time to to watch this and appreciate what what she's done for women's basketball you know she's she's a legend her name should be known worldwide she should be a household name um there's really no reason for her not to be. And, you know, hopefully, um, I know that she's getting up there in age, but it is one of my dreams to one day be able to sit down with her and just have a, have a talk with her and just learn, learn even more about her than, than I already know. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully one day that happens. But until then, I will continue to sing her praise and make sure that everybody knows what an amazing player this person was, Lucia Harris, the queen of basketball, they call her. It's just, I I told a bit of her story. No one is more suited to tell the story than the person who lived through it. So in the way that she she speaks about her time as a as an athlete, as a mother, uh, the struggles that she's gone through, it's it's nothing short of inspirational and really lets you know to seize the day and go after your dreams and do what makes you happy, um, regardless of what other people think or may say, you know, it's, it's a really, really powerful story. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is, it's going to be a short episode. Um, I, I really, want to talk more about her and actually play some of the (laughs) 
interview for you guys, but I think it's best um, for me to just give you guys a brief little introduction to her so you can transition in and just watch that interview short documentary with her and learn learn even more about this this amazing amazing person not only an amazing athlete but an amazing person but yeah with that being said um i will call it an episode this this is the shortest one yet um i i wish that i had more information on her so i just could keep talking about her but you know it's it's hard to find records and get everything put together you know but for her to be the first and only woman drafted by the nba is honestly quite a big deal and also a fun fact for the 1976 uh olympic team she actually was the team's leading scorer and the leading rebounder so she clocked in at 6-3 so it was when i was watching the um documentary like i said she was escorted to the podium by oscar robinson and them side by side i was just like wait hold on she's she's just as tall as oscar so it it was just yeah you'll everybody should watch watch this short documentary it's it's really really a nice nice time it's enjoyable to watch if you're a basketball head you're probably going to watch it more than once so it's it's just uh uh yeah three-time all-american three-time aiaw champion oh i didn't know this she was the aiaw tournament mvp all three of the times that they won the championship makes sense (laughs) because i'm sure that she was the leading scorer and the leading rebounder for those teams as well. I mean, it's it's so crazy. Yeah, also in 1976 alone, the bruising center averaged 31.2 points and 15.1 rebounds per game. Like she she was absolutely dominant. Over her career, she averaged 25.9 points per game and 14.4 rebounds per game. Absolutely dominant. Like, oh man. Absolutely dominant. But yeah, I... I I could spend all day talking about her. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, like I said, there's no one better to tell their story than the person who went through it. So, I'll, I'll stop here and um, I'll leave the link to the video um, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the post that um, 
that I do about this on Instagram, just so everybody can, like I said, easily access the interview, uh, short documentary, and just sit back and enjoy it, you know, is it's really great one. But yeah, with that being said, I'm gonna get up out of here. Again, thank you guys for tuning into episodes, sharing episodes. It really means a lot to me. The encouragement that I get like now is slowly getting to be a daily basis of people like just sending me a lot of positive feedback. It's it's really it it really means a lot to me and I really do appreciate it. Um without you guys this like I would still be doing the pod but but it wouldn't be what it is today without everybody who's been supporting since day one the people that you guys have brought in to support the pod and it it really does mean a lot to me so thank you guys very much it's I, I love talking about basketball in all shapes and forms. Um, like I said in the last pod, I'm, I'm going to have to start researching a little bit more of a, the international aspects of the, the rest of the basketball. Like I need to start researching the rest of the leagues because, you know, <laughs> I'm realizing uh, thanks to just looking at the analytics the other day. Uh, like I said in the previous pod, is this pod not only is domestic, but it's is starting to reach a much more broad and international base, and you know I I want them to feel just as included as as everybody here who is listening to the pod. So sooner than later, I'll I'll start giving some updates on different leagues, like maybe the Turkish League, the Spanish League. Uh, definitely need to do the NBL as well. Um, whole lot of talent down there. I mean, this this is getting a little bit off topic, but Gibbs, oh my God, that kid. I, I'll be surprised if he's not in the running for Rookie of the Year. But <laughs> with that being said, we'll cut it right here. Um Again, thank you everybody for tuning in and I will see you guys on the next episode on Friday. Peace.